Check what's going on here. Susie Larry Hernandez here talking about finances again. One of the things that I was remembering as I was making these last videos about getting out of debt that we did was we used cash for the for our, the line items in our budget. Like for groceries, you know, if we if we budgeted so much money for groceries, we would take that out of our check and put it into an envelope. We had like a billfold that had several different envelopes in it and one was labeled groceries. We would put the money in the groceries tab. We'll put the money in the gas tab. You know, we'll put whatever we allotted for our, uh, uh, like our phone bill, we'll put that in there. Whenever we need to pay it, we'll take it to the bank, put it in the bank and then make the transaction. But when you take the cash out, you, you're basically taking everything out of your bank account and putting it into a billfold. That way, when you look at your bank account, there's no, you know, it shows like close to a zero balance because all of the, all of it is already, in, it's in cash in an envelope. So when you go to the grocery store, you only have, just take the cash. We would just take the cash, leave our debit card at home. So that way we weren't tempted to overspend more than $80 that we had in cash. So you get to the clerk. You have all this stuff in your basket. It comes out to $85. You need to take some stuff out. That's what we had to do. You may think it's embarrassing or whatever, but it's not because it's it's your plan. It's your discipline financial financially. You know, so I have to be like, hey, take this out. Take that out. Take that out. And when I did that, here's the $80. I had enough to pay for the groceries in cash. So when you use cash, there was a study done by MIT in the Carnegie Mellon uh, magazine saying that whenever you use cash, there's pain receptors that go off in your brain because of that transaction. When you give cash, you're seeing the hard-earned money, one, that, that is leaving your hand going for an expense, right? And you don't get that $80 back. You get the change back. So so there's a there's a transaction happening. You know, you buy something, you get the products, and you get your change. If you use a debit card or a credit card, there's no pain receptors going off because you're getting the same card back. You give the card and you get the card back. It's it, A transaction is not happening to where it's painful. That's why it's easy to go to a Coke machine or a snack machine with a credit card and just be like, okay, I want this, this, and this. There's no transaction happening. You don't get any change back. So that's, uh, that's another good reason to use cash, and that's why we use cash. We would take it out and put it in the envelope for every line item that we put in our budget. Uh, what else? So we did, a bu we did a budget. That's another thing. I'll talk about it several times. You Okay, so here's, here's a tactic that we use in our budget. The rent is, say, $800 or $700, whatever, on the 1st. So... Don't wait to the first to take all of that out of your check to pay it off. You have to take it off, take take it out for every paycheck before that. So here's the first here's the first of January, right? So in December, if you get paid bi-weekly, the two weeks before the first, you take half half of the rent and another half of the rent. So you take four hundred from the first check, four hundred from the second check. You pay it eight hundred on the on the first. That way you're not taking all of the 800 out of one single check and you can put that extra 400 uh, to other things. So so the big expenses like that, like if you have a, you know, a huge car payment or a huge bill, take it out in halves and then beforehand put it inside the inside the envelope labeled rent or mortgage, 
put it inside there, take it out of the bank, put it in there. That way you're not tempted to overspend. And then when it comes time to the first, you take it out of the envelope. Here you go. You pay it. And we did that several, we did that for several bills that, that landed on the first, because when you try to budget uh, everything and pull it out, you're, you're scrounging around and then your budget gets all, all messed up. So the, the point is you have, there's, there's discipline that comes along with having a budget. Taking cash out is, is a huge helper because you're taken out of the bank. You're not tempted to spend on your debit card. And then by the time you look back, everything's gone. Take the cash out, put it in an envelope, uh, put it in the designated envelopes and then pay them when the time comes. Put it, you know, if you, if you can only pay it online, take it out beforehand, leave it in the envelope. When it's time to pay it, go to the bank, deposit it make the payment. It's a hassle, but you're trying to get out of debt. You're trying to uh, be able to, you know, get a handle on your money. And if that's what it takes, if those are the small sacrifices that it takes, it's worth it because you're getting out of debt. You're not going to owe anybody any money anymore. And we can say this from experiences because that's what we did. And these are the, the tactics that we used to get out of debt. And, and some people will ask me like, well, are you a, do you have a degree? No, I don't have a degree. I have experience. I've done this. I've done these steps. We've done these steps personally. And we can tell you that this is what works. So that's another disclaimer. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't have any licenses or nothing like that. This is all done by experience and by, uh, you know, knowledge that I learned from other people. We listen to Dave Ramsey a lot. His tactics are some of these tactics that I'm sharing with you. He's a blunt person, whatever, you know, if you don't like him or whatever, but his stuff works because we're using it. We're out of debt. We got out of debt like some $50,000 in less than two years. Who else can say that? Other people that follow Dave Ramsey have done that. There's other there's other people that have done it, and, and we, we like to think that it's not possible. Or I'll always have a car payment. We have this mentality. I always have a car payment. I'm always going to be in debt. It's going to take me 10 years, 20 years. It's It doesn't take that long, y'all. When you pipe down, get on a budget, discipline, be responsible with your money, you can pay it off fast. And there's a lot of embarrassment that comes with it because you're not doing what everybody's doing. It's not flashy. It, it's not, it doesn't look nice. It's not something to talk about with your friends when you're just, you know, Shooting the shooting the bull. It, it's not. It's ugly. It's like the tortoise and the hare. Like the tortoise, you look at the turtle, nothing spectacular. He's ugly. The rabbit, he's moving around, running around, doing flips and everything. That's what's flashy. That's what everybody wants to do. And that's usually not the way to do it, to be successful that way. So it's ugly. You got to say no a lot. You got to pay some stuff off. That's only why you're getting out of debt. And it's only going to take you two. It took us less than two years of being like that. Then you could start spending, then you can be, after you're out of debt, after you clean up your mess, basically, after we clean up our mess, we're able to say, all right, cool, we can go to a steakhouse every now and then, you know what I mean? Because, and we can, we can just, you know, you're at the steakhouse, you're sitting there, you, you look at the person out in the booth next to you, you know, they're all nervous because it's a lot of money because they're like, oh, uh, it's a lot of money, you know what I mean? You have that money when you're out of debt, you're like, shoot, I got money to even tip the person, let's tip them 40 50 bucks, you know what I mean? Because we had that money and we set aside that money. This is date night money for, for the for the entire month. All right. This is exactly what it's for. We take that out, put it inside the envelope. Everything else is already paid for. We don't have any debt but our mortgage. So we're able to go to the steakhouse and, you know, spend $120, $150 or whatever because we allotted that amount of money and we had that money to spend. 
We were responsible with money. So it's like the saying back, you know, work now, play later. You know what I mean? You work now, you work at it, work at your finances, get good at your finances. That way you can play later. You know what I mean? You you give, you save, and you spend. You give your money, you save it, and you spend it. A lot of times those three are very limited when we owe money because money doesn't belong to us. As soon as we get it, it goes to the bank. It belongs to them. And you pay interest a lot of times on investments that don't even, not, not even investments, they're depreciating assets. A depreciating asset is an asset that is something that loses value like a car or a boat or a motorcycle or anything that has an engine or anything that, that is mechanical loses value very fast. It depreciates. So what do you put your money in? We put our money in investments like a 401k or a Roth IRA, index funds, whatever type of investment where your money grows and actually works for you, that's what you want to put it in. Don't put it in property if you can't afford it. How can we afford a property if we're in, you know, in debt up to our eyeballs? How can we afford an asset that is going to appreciate it, you know, grow in value if if we already have all these loans and stuff that we have to uh, keep up with, you know what I mean? And that's another thing, man. People think that they need a credit score. Our society has been led to believe that we need a credit score to have a house. You don't need a credit score. You need to go to the right lender that can do manual underwriting to be able to get you a home uh, based on your your payment history and and things of that nature but you don't need one like like who is a Ch uh, churchill mortgage is who dave ramsey recommends they do manual underwriting manual underwriting is they don't base your your what your payment will be on your on your house solely upon your credit score because what people are telling them oh you got to bring your credit score up no because if you bring your credit score up you're going to go into more debt we're trying to get out of debt. We're not trying to go back into debt. That's dumb. The, and basically all the credit score does is it rates how well you pay your debt off. That's all it rates. It, if, if you have a million dollars in the bank, your credit score, it does nothing to your credit score. If I give you $1,000 and that $1,000 grows to a million dollars within a year or five years or whatever... Your credit score is not even going to budge because it doesn't base your it's not based upon your wealth. It's based on how much money you borrow, how much money you pay back, how often you pay it, you know, how on time you are, you pay it, it's all it revolves around debt. Doesn't make any sense. The the FICO score wants to keep us in debt. We're out of debt, debt free. Don't have to worry about lenders. We're almost done paying off our mortgage. That's the last real big debt that we have. We don't have any consumer debt. We don't own any. We don't owe any car payments. We don't owe any boat payments. We don't owe credit card payments. None of that. All that money that we that used to go to that is going to our pockets, going to investments, kids, college is going to retirement, and it's going huge chunks are going to pay off the mortgage. We should have it paid off within less than three years. Less than three years. Something to think about, y'all. Later.